Essentially, it comes down to values, timeframes, and outcomes. Um, that there's a mismatch in our values, a mismatch in our timeframes, or a mismatch in our outcomes that we have in mind. Um, so I'll give you some values. Um, one relationship that fell apart. The, the warning sign, the, the clue, was when I heard him in the early days talking about customers as turkeys and boobers, and um, and there was a total disrespect of the people who were paying the bills. And that, to me, is just a clash in values. I'm not going to. I'm not going to resonate with that. Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast, hosted by Andy Lapata, the show where Andy and his guests explore the many ways in which relationships impact business decisions, make leaders' jobs easier, and help you to progress your career. Welcome to the Connected Leadership Podcast. I'm Andy Lapata. Thank you very much for joining me. If you listen to the show on Monday, you'll know that this is not only the last show of 2021, it's also the last regular Thursday show. So from February, when we'll be back, uh, we will still be uh, putting out our shows regularly on a Monday. There will be occasional Thursday shows where the Monday topic um justifies being spread over two shows with a shorter one on the Thursday or where there's a special reason to to um, dig a little bit deeper or share some ideas and some thoughts with you. So if you are a Thursday-only listener, stay subscribed, uh, but this will be the last regular Thursday show. And we go out with a very thoughtful discussion because our conversation on Monday was about thought and thoughtful leadership with Mindy Gibbons-Klein and with Daniel Priestley. And I started out uh, this episode by asking Daniel uh, the impact that professional relationships have had on his career in a positive sense. And he he shared a, a very engaging story from the beginning about how he started his new life in the UK with the help of other people. I think I owe almost everything to professional relationships. I, I arrived in the UK in 2006 with a suitcase and a credit card and knew absolutely nobody in the UK and a, a friend in Australia suggested that I um, connect with Thomas and Penny Power. And they had a database of over 100,000 people. Uh, I put together a dinner party in 2006 where they invited some of their friends and connections. I hosted the dinner party. As a result of that and as a result of their support, I launched a company. Uh, we had about 1,000 uh, bookings in our first week. Uh, as a result of the connections that I'd made through them. Uh, we went on to do, I think, around £2 million worth of business in the very first year uh, from setting foot in the in the country and knowing nobody to, to doing £2 million worth of business in year one with almost no investment at all, um, credit card level investment. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I had a, another introduction, which was Tom Ball, uh, who said, Daniel, you should join Adam Street Members Club. You should um, meet this banker who can be your banker. And you should also meet this guy called Ollie Barrett, who's really well connected. Ollie Barrett ended up introducing me to my wife. Uh, I ended up meeting everyone else through Adam Street Members Club. I still bank with the same banker today. Um, and literally, all of these things came from professional contacts and connections. So, uh, I, I try to find an area of my life that's not been massively influenced and enhanced through professional connections. Well, you, you've mentioned some names there, all of which uh, are very familiar to me, good friends of mine. Um, 
Tom is just a, a, a force of nature, as is Ollie. I mean, Ollie is, is a standalone, or both are actually. But I want to focus on Thomas and Penny for a second because uh, I mentioned on the live stream intro, not on the podcast intro, but um, the three of us were all part of that platform that Thomas and Penny set up, Academy, which was one of the earliest social networking sites. Uh, and what they did so well was create community. And they created mutual support, and and there are still people, uh, and I count you two among them. But there there are still people who play a huge role in my professional life and in my personal life um, that that came through that community, and, and some of my best friends, some of my closest friends, uh, came through Academy. So uh, yes, I, I think once you get into that type of community where everyone helps each other without looking to see what's in it for them, that's the key. It's not this guy's come over from Australia, what can we get from him? It's Thomas and Penny have asked us to help him, so we will. Uh, and, and it's that spirit that makes a difference. Uh, Mindy, how about yeah. for you? So the funny thing is, Andy, uh, you and I met because we were both in charge of official networks who shall remain nameless and um yes you know, we did we did <laughs> breakfast meetings business cards bre and bni let's put it out there <laughs> oh yeah all right, all right um i won't say who was who but we, well, we i hope um, people know <laughs> <laughs> we had numerous conversations about the fact that yes you're a member but that doesn't mean anything and yes you attend a breakfast meeting but if if you don't do the one-to-ones if you don't really get to know people then it, it's, it's just paper is being passed around. And, um, you know, and, and I was training people in this, but eventually I realized that, you know, I, I prefer to form organic networks for myself and, and not just plug into something and, you know, refer because I'm expected to. And that, for me, that, that was really important. So you mentioned Thomas and Penny. Um, and I've stayed in touch with both of them. Um, we've published Penny's book. We've published Thomas' book. Um, we've got a long-standing relationship. And so last year, uh, I was just chatting with Penny about something, and she said she was starting up a new community. I said, oh, tell me more. And when she told me, and it's called The Business is Personal 100, I said, I want to be part of that. And she said, oh, I, I never thought of you. And so I've, I've been part of that new community for over a year. I've invited others who've joined, and I've, I really believe that if, if you're coming from that place and it's coming from the heart, then you will find the right people. You'll, you'll attract them. And the idea is business is personal, and I think we'd all agree. That happens to be her book. The, everything is based on that. So you, you cannot um, separate business from personal or professional relationships, in my opinion. We talked in the Monday podcast about authenticity. We touched on vulnerability. Penny's book, I think, is a, a sparkling example of both. Uh, an excellent and really engaging read. Uh, and, and she really opens uh, up to the experiences they went through there in a very powerful way. Um, and, you know, in Penny's case, uh, and maybe I should get her on to talk about this, in Penny's case, they had a lot of negative stuff happen. Um, uh, as a result of some of the relationships they built within Academy. Uh, and that leads me on to the second question, which is where have relationships gone wrong for you? And, and more importantly, what did you learn from it? So, Mindy, if I can come back to you on that first. Oh, sure. 
Uh, I'm going to go roll the clock back to when I was 22 years old. And I had just taken on the sales territory for a tech company I worked for. Um, I was so excited. I got up really early, flew up to Canada, and I drove over to meet the person who was in charge of this transition. And, and they were a partner. They weren't you know, employed by the company. And I showed up all guns blazing, you know, on the white horse. And, you know, I'm going to save the day because the previous person hadn't done a great job performance-wise with the territory. Remember, I was 22. And I went charging in there like a bull in a china shop. And um, I said, right, I'm expected to pick up these files. And um, this guy says, I don't know where they are. The body language should have given me a clue. And he was very obstructive for a long time. And I think because I got up early because I was 22, <laughs> because I didn't know about this stuff, I, I was a bit wobbly and emotional. And I think he, he saw I was about to cry and eventually he relented. Oh, I think I know where they are. You know, But, but what I hadn't realized is obviously that other, my predecessor, hadn't uh, performed the way the company wanted her to, but she had developed the relationship over X number of years. And there I was thinking it was about the files and the, right, let's fix this. Um, I hope I'm better now. I think I'm better now. You know, it's it's never just about the task. And, and I think that it was such an embarrassing moment and it was scary as well. Imagine if I hadn't got the result that day. So I think I've learned that lesson. I, I think there's that that point that you can you can take one person's perspective and think you know the whole story. Whereas what comes across for me there is the company may have told you this person had underperformed, but the people she had to deal with may have felt differently because she'd built the positive relationships with them. So you can't transfer one person's perspective to another's experience. Uh, and it's understanding understanding the two. Dan, how about for you? Where's it gone wrong? I have only had a few relationships that have gone seriously wrong and um, I've reflected on them. And essentially it comes down to values, timeframes and outcomes, um, that there's a mismatch in our values, a mismatch in our timeframes or a mismatch in our outcomes that we have in mind. Um, so I'll give you some values. Um, one relationship that fell apart, the, the warning sign, the, the clue was when I heard him in the early days talking about customers as turkeys and boobers. And, um, and there was a total disrespect of the people who were paying the bills. And that to me is just a clash in values. I'm not going to resonate with that. Another example was the first time I handed this particular gentleman a copy of my book and he immediately used it as a coaster for his coffee. And he put, so he, he put the coffee straight on top of the book as a, as a coaster. And um, it, it raised an immediate red flag. This is someone who doesn't value what I do, what I work, or any of those sorts of things. There's a disrespect. And, um, and it wasn't long before that relationship came undone. But you can, you know, there was very clear values misalignment. Um, there was one relationship that fell apart because of um, timeframes and outcomes. I wanted to build a successful performance business. My outcome that I had in mind was building something that would grow big and that would scale and that would um, be very valuable and that we needed to reinvest in it. And we had to take the profits we were making and put it back into the business. 
And his outcome was to take as many holidays as possible and to have a lifestyle business and fun, freedom and flexibility. And his whole thing was like pull as much cash out of the business as possible. So the two of us were looking at um, each other as though we were both mad. I'm looking at him going, why would we be doing pulling money out and taking holidays when things are going so well? He's saying, why would we be not pulling money out and taking holidays when things are going so well? So there was a misalignment in, in outcomes. But basically, the reflection for me is a misalignment in values, timeframes, or outcomes is always the bedrock uh, of, of relationships that have fallen out. And it's all about communication, isn't it? Understanding up front. What don't use expect. my book as a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> is it at least a gloss cover, I hope? <laughs> well, it, it, it didn't suggest he was rushing to read it. Uh, I had a similar, not not as bad, but a similar experience very recently. So uh, I know exactly how you feel. Uh, Mindy, we always finish with some books, some podcasts uh, that people recommend, TED Talks. Uh, You've obviously both got publishing houses, so I'm I'm asking you not to promote all the publishers, all the authors on your list for the moment, although, Mindy, feel welcome. Um, uh, But but what books for you personally have stood out, um, either recently or really made a big impact over the course of your career? Books, podcasts, talks, whatever it might be. Yeah. So... Um, anything by Tony Robbins. Uh, so, you know, I was lucky enough to be exposed to Tony when I was in my 20s, and it was his books, but also his tapes. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't podcasts back then, it was cassette yeah. tapes. Yes, I'm old. And um, went through all the training. I'm one of their senior leaders, and I feel really blessed and honored to be part of that community. So, if people have not yet experienced Tony in any form, there's a lot of online now, you know, to check him out. Um, the one book that stands out, and again, um, I wish I had published it, but it's by the late, great Stephen Covey, and it's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it was at Stephen's event where Daniel and I spoke, if I'm not mistaken, and put together some business. And, you know, we, we saw him for one of the last times that he spoke in person. Um, and But those seven habits which are all about integrity all about values all about you know being a thoughtful leader he didn't use that phrase um that that really spoke to me then and speaks to me now so you know and ted talks they're all great um and if people watch mine please give it a thumbs up because we're aiming for that million (laughs) Um, (laughs) but we're you know we're just so so blessed to have all these channels out there so i'm not going to recommend any more what's the title of your ted talk mindy sometimes you need to change yourself to be yourself there you go easy to find now dan how about for you uh i'm going to go off the rails uh here i'm going to say that the book that changes your life the most is not one you read it's one that you write and that um if you want to really, truly change your life through a book, write one uh, because it gets you to organize your thinking. Uh, it gives you a platform. It gives you a way of communicating with people. The process of writing a book forces you to deep dive into your thinking and, and back it up. Um, and here's here's a bit of a challenge. And the challenge is this: if you've got time to re- uh, if you've got time to listen to podcasts, record a podcast. If you've got time to read a book, write a book. If you've got time to be reading blogs, write a blog. Um, we, we advance through what we create, not what we consume. So stop reading my books. Go and, go and write your own. Um, 
it's I know it's a bit of a controversial way of answering that question, but I think we're living in a world of hyperconsumption. Everyone's consuming, and the real value I find is the the value, the learnings that I get from the creation of something. Uh, in the process of creation, I'm learning and I'm producing something of value. So I'm just going to throw it out there as a challenge to anyone listening. Uh, go and write a book. There you go. Now, having spent our Monday uh, podcast talking about thought leadership, uh, that seems like the perfect note on which to end this episode. Thank you again to Daniel and to Mindy for sharing. If you haven't listened to Monday's show, please do catch up with that. You're going to have plenty of time now because we're going to take uh, a couple of months off um, through the new year and through January. We'll be back at the beginning of February. Uh, as I said at the beginning, there'll be Monday only shows as a regular thing with the occasional Thursday show thrown in for your delight and delectation. In the meantime, there's a full archive of shows to enjoy in our absence over Christmas and New Year. I really appreciate your support, your advocacy, your feedback over the last year or so of the Connected Leadership Podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, to, to produce these for you every week. I hope you'll be back in February to join us for more. In the meantime, have a wonderful Christmas a happy new year and I shall see you in February on the Connected Leadership Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Connected Leadership Podcast. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, tell your colleagues and friends, share on social media and post a review on the podcast channel you use to listen to it. And of course, join us again soon for another interesting interview and great Connected Leadership tips.